Here we go. Daf Tzadigim. We're up to the Mishnah. Six lines from the top of the Amr. Chevra, follow along. This is Gishmak. Incredible. This is... This is the type of daf I wish I was a middle school and high school yeshiva math teacher that I could turn to today's daf, I could turn to daf Sadi Gimel and say, this is why you have to know math. All right, here we go. Here we go. Until now, we gave a situation where somebody married, last Mishnah was when somebody married two wives. One dies in his lifetime. Basically, he has multiple ksuvas to pay off. This Mishnah is going to deal with a case where there's Three ksubas to pay off. Next Mishnah, uh, which is going to be on the bottom of Daftzadi Gimel Amad Beis, is going to be where you married four, um, four women. Okay, we're going to what? Over here you married three women. So what happens when you marry three women? A quick introduction. Tsaris. They're all tsaris to each other. And you have three ksubas to be paid off. So how do you deal if, if we we'll call him Reuven, is married to Sarah Rivka Rachel, how are you going to deal with Reuven's estate if he doesn't have enough to uh, pay off all their ksubas. What do you do? And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to deal with. So here's the case of the Mishnah. Now the case for our Mishnah is going to be like this. He's married to three women. Each wife has a different amount that's meshubit to her in the ksuba. So the first wife, her ksuba is worth a hundred zuz. He, let's call it, he married an amana. He then... He's also married to a second wife who gets 200 zuz. He's married to a besula. And he's married to a third wife who's owed 300 zuz. So call her either an almana or a besula with extras. Right? He wrote extras into the ksuva. Whatever it is, she's owed 300. What we're going to have to deal with is mathematically how do we divide the estate? This is going to be such a gishmaka, gemara, it's going to be beauty. It's not six parts and you give one three, one two, and one one. It's not six parts? What do you mean six parts? Talk, let's talk this out. It's because it's going to help us. You get 100 zoos, 200 zoos, and 300 zoos. What if you only has 100 zoos? So you divide it by six. You divide 100 zoos by, by six, six parts? Why six parts? Because there's 600 zoos, so you take the same fraction. The 600 zoos owed? It's, he's owed, he owes 600 zoos. Yeah. All he's got is 100. Yeah. So what do you do? You take that 100, divide it into six parts, give the one who you owe 300 zoos to. Why are you dividing it into six three, parts? Three parts, and the one you owe 200 zoos to, two parts, and the one you owe 100 zoos, one part. Well, all right. So saying. Like one, I just want it all. It's very it simple. All. Just do, yeah, you divide by six. No, I just take it all. And you say, who takes it all? The first one? The first wife. Why take it all? The one who gets there first. Well, let me ask you a question. The, the let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. The one with the biggest stick. The, the first wife, yeah. so who's owed a hundred, right. does she have... She has the first she board. It should be above everybody Does she else. have any rights to... Let's say there's 200 in the estate. Let's say there's 200 of those in the estate. What do you do then? She gets 100, she goes home. 
The first wife gets a hundred, yeah. and who gets the second hundred? I don't know. It's not you, her fault. You break it up amongst the Break it up between the last two? No, number two why? One person gets 100%. 60. Why number two take hundred? One gets 60 and one gets 20. Number, I'll tell you why. Because when number two wed him, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, right? Yeah. He says, show him a license. I see he's got 200 in the bank. He's got one wife before me. She gets a hundred. I get a hundred. Good. 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 Kavaldik. So Rav Menachem wants to go in order. The problem is, Rashi on our Mishnah is going to poignantly point out that all three Ksubas were signed together. Together. They have the same date. Otherwise, our Mishnah can't he start. This is so not Shayach in reality. All three. A guy married three wives at the he same time. They all know what the same other day. Why is she getting 300? Why no, no. is she getting... He signed it with his one hand, his other hand, and his foot. Why? And his foot yeah, at the same time. Yeah, you have three free agents. They're all going to get the same amount. Doesn't matter. Which one's even college first, second, and third? That's where it should kick in. When the Ksubas, they all got married the same date. Don't you? We saw that already. It doesn't matter when he did the Ksuba. When he he college the East, All right, so let's say it's got to be a right. Rashi explains it has to be a case where neither one could claim that they have first dibs over the other. Right, they all, they all, he makash them all at the same time. Yep. So listen to this. Chavez Gishmaka conversation. Let's get into this. This is a murder. Says the Mishnah. Somebody's married to three wives. Umesan, he dies. Kuvasha, Shalzuman. And the first woman gets 100. I'm sorry, the first woman's Ksuba is worth 100. Vishalzuma, Sam, second woman's Ksuba is worth 200. Vishalzu, Shalzuman, third woman's Ksuba is worth 300. Okay? The Ainsham Elamana. He only has 100. What do we do? Says the Mishnah, Chokim Bishav. They each get 33 and a third. No, that's not what I said. No, he said split it to six. Because he was breaking down a hundred zuz each. A hundred, six, six right, parts six of hundred. So the Mishnah says, now this needs explanation, but Lamaisa, it is quite simple because each one of them has, has a claim to the first hundred zuz. Right. right. Individually, as a person. And they each came in at the same, exact same That's right. That's right. right so, so they each have a 33 and a 30. Okay. Fine. Good. Like, listen to this. Hayusham. Masayin, this is going to blow. This, this is, this is going to, you're going to jump out of your chair on this. Let's say the guy's got 200 zuz. 200. Yep. And same, same situation. 100, 200, 300. Right? Shalmana, listen to this. The, the, the one who's owed 100, Naitel Hamishim, she gets 50. Shalmasayim, the 200 wife, Vishal Shalaish Mayais, and the 300 wife, Okay? Each one of them is going to take 75. Two thirds, basically, 75. What is of gold. Three gold dinners. Three gold dinners. Each, each dinner is 25 zuz. Right. How, much, how much does he have? 200 zuz. He only has 200. Right? So the first one fifty. So first one fifty. Right. The so second two each got seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five. Fifty. Obviously, it doesn't sound. Huh? Is this? Does this make any sense to no. you? Yeah. No. Why does it make sense to you? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Tell no, me why it makes sense. Why, I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense. No. Pardon. I know why it doesn't make sense. A lot of reasons. Yeah, because I would think that the first one would either take a hundred or, or. One second. No. The first. What one happens when there's only a hundred? The three of them split it thirty-three and a third. All of a sudden, there's two hundred. Yeah. Where do you get 50, 75, 75? What's with that calculation? Where do you get those numbers? Yeah. Who made that up? Yeah, okay. The, the Gemara is going to struggle with this. 
But be it as it may, 50 to number one, 75 to 75. Okay. Now, let's say he's got 300. The first one still takes 50. The second one gets 100. So 50 and 100. Vishal Gimel, he tiu, ready for this? Vishal, um, and the 300 one, Shisha Shel Zahav. She's going to take 150. Six times 25. So you have 150, 150. What's the total? 300. Does that make any sense to you? No. Okay. To me neither. But let's finish up the mission. I'll tell you I'll tell you where we're going to struggle in the Gabar. It says the Mishnah to wrap this up. V'chein, similarly, Gimel shehetilu lekis. When you have three people who've given money into one pouch, meaning uh, one wallet, they've all given money to Reuven and he passed away. And they're all claiming that they gave different amounts. So, pichsu oyhaisiru kein hein cholkim. However much they put in, however little they put in, that they're gonna, we're going to divide it in this manner as well. Okay? Whatever, 100, three people gave in, 50, 75, 75. I'm sorry, if, 100, if there's only 100, 33 and a third. If there's 200, 50, 75, 75. 300, it's going to be 50, 75, and 150. 50 and 100 and 150. Okay? What's, what's the problem? No, sorry. Yeah? They're all, they're all putting the money into whatever it is. Okay, so that's how they're gonna. That's how they're gonna divide it. All right. Now here's the breakdown before we even start the Gemara. Natural or natural. The Gemara is gonna be bothered, obviously, by the numbers because the way that the Gemara would wants to assume the breakdown works is as follows. If there's a hundred mana. A hundred, a hundred zuz. Who, that hundred zuz, who has a lien on that first hundred zuz? All three. All three. So they should each get 33 and a third. We get that. If there's 200, who has a lien on the first hundred? All three. Who has a lien on the second hundred? Only two of them. Only the 200 one and the 300 one have a lien on the second hundred. So they should split that equally. So she's got 33 and a third of the first one. What, because you're saying each hundred is a separate entity? Yeah. Just because the, the way the ksuba's written up, no. Listen, the first one, what does it say in the ksuba? Hundreds of us. So she has no right to anything that's more than two, that's more than a hundred zuz. Absolutely. So now that there's a second hundred, whose ksubas say anything about a second hundred? Only the second two women. So let them divide that equally. But... Now, what does that come out to? 50 on the second plus 33. What do you have? 83 and the third. Still doesn't pan out to anything. And then the third hundred should go directly to the third lady. Now, you're all, you could argue. Come, you will. It's a whole pot. It's a pot. Or do you say say what? Good. Money's fungible. It's a cholent. And since it's a cholent, what are you going to say? That everybody should get, like I originally Even the first lady, what you're going to say is, even the first lady, don't tell me she only has a shebut on the first one, because even the third hundred, if it's in the estate, she's connected to that that too. If that was land, 
She right? Could, she could take from anything. Good. Very good. Okay. Beautiful. Right. Good. This is going to be. We're going to see this. Machlokes in Gemara. There's going to be different ways to view it. No, I'm not understanding. Let's go. Do you understand the? We understand the conversation yeah, we just had. Sure, yeah. So that's what that's what the Gemara is going to be right now. If if we understood this back and forth, this is going to be the Gemara Yishmak. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Shalmana Naitelas Hamishim. We said if there's, um, uh, we said that if there's two hundred, so the the see when there's one hundred we understand. Let them all divide it. Peseder. It's when there's 200 that we don't understand. Where do you get the 50, 75, 75? If anything, shouldn't it be like 33 and then 83 and a third and 83 and a third, right? So that's what the Gemara is bothered by well, now over here. I don't understand the first number because if they're all equal, they all took it the same. Shalmane tells Hamishim. So we said that the, the one who had a, a hundred Zuz Ksuba, she takes 50 when there's 200 Zuz. Says the Gemara, why? Tlosin utlosa utilsa hu isa. She should still get only 33 and a third. Why? Because she only had a chilek in the first hundred. The second hundred, she never had a chilek in. That was the svara that we originally introduced. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says no. Because, so <laughs> Shmuel's going to have to qualify our Mishnah. You ready for this whole thing to make sense? Which, is gonna, which should bother us. Shmuel says not a, Let me tell you that we're now going to say the Mishnah is a specific case. And the specific case is because Seves, he wrote... Balas Masayim Balas Mana. She, the woman who has a 200 Zuz Ksuba, writes to the woman who has a 100 Zuz Ksuba, Dinu Dvarim Ainli Imach Bemana. I'm removing myself from the first Mana. Oh, Pshkaich. Says, now by the way, this is no Chiddush. If this is the case, it's no Chiddush. Basically, all Shmuel is saying is so the second lady, the 200 lady, says to the first lady, you know, the first 100 Zuz. I don't have a chilek in it. So then who's splitting it? Just one and three. So they each get 50. Shkayich. Says the Gemara, one second. First of all, before Shkayich, if that's the case, look at the, look at the, the third case of the Mishnah. The 200 lady and the 300 lady, they're each going to take 75. That doesn't make sense. Because look, sorry, this is still yes, the second case. Yes. No, no, no. Because the second hundred, they split 50-50. Yeah. The third... No third hundred. We're still in the case. We're still in the second case. Uh-huh. Okay. In the second case, right. we said the first lady gets 50, and the second two get 75. Right. Says the Gemara, why the second two each getting 75? Because the first one removed herself? Think about it. No, because now she's taking 25. Tame Allah, let, let, the, let the 300 lady say to the 200 lady... You removed yourself from the first hundred. And therefore, you get nothing. You know what she's saying to her? The 300 lady should say to the 200 lady, you also only get 50. Why? In the first hundred, I split it with the hundred lady. The second hundred, I'm splitting with you. So I got 50 from the first hundred, 50 from the second hundred. I have a hundred. You get 50 from the second hundred. And she gets 50 from the first. Why are you getting 75 and I'm getting 75? You should get 50 and I get 100. Answers the Gemara. No, no, no. We have to further qualify the case. You ready? So this 200 lady said to the 100 lady, I'll, I'll stay out of the first 100 mana. But she also says to the 300 lady, you ready? Mishum the Amr Allah, the 200 lady says, 300 lady, No, no, no. I was only removing myself from anything that has to do with the with her, 
in the first hundred. But I'm not really giving up on my share of the ksuba. Of the first hundred. And, yeah, no, she's saying, I only am, I'm removing myself from, Her fifth, from any claim that she could possibly have against me. Any claim she could possibly have in the first hundred. But as far as you're concerned, the math is still in place. She's just trying to I, I want you to think about this. To avoid the liability is all she's trying to do. She's saying like this. She's saying like this, Heather. I don't want to go to court, so forget Saying it. like this. No, she wants to be nice to the first lady. She says, listen. That's the first lady. In the first hundred, I'm not completely removing my claim from it. I'm just saying that... I, saying? I, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that as far as between me and you, I'm not going to take my chilek so that you could get 50. But I still plan on taking my chilek in the first hundred as far as the 300 ladies concerned. I'm not completely giving up. So she's saying like this. The first hundred, you're going to get 50 from. But she wants to dance at the other chasas. But in the other 50, I still want my part. So she would, she would get 25. So she would get 25. So she's getting 25 from the first one and 50, and 50 from, the from the second one. But what's the issue? Here? Bad, so and now that's sad. why they're both getting 75, that, 75. Right. And 50. Right. Okay. So that's fine. But I'll tell you what's bothering. I'll, I'll tell you what the big problem, the big issue. I don't have an answer for this because Tyson doesn't answer for this. Tyson says, I don't get this. I'll tell you what does. The 200 lady removed herself as far as the first 100 ladies concerned, right? How much would, they, how much would each of them have gotten? 33 and a third. Now that she wants to be nice to the first lady, you know how much the third lady is getting from the first hundred? Twenty-five. What right does she have to take away? Eight and a half from the third lady. The third lady is going to end up with twenty. Now she's dividing fifty with lady two. Otherwise, she would have got thirty-three and a third. Who are you to be nice on somebody else's husband? She wasn't being nice. It's not the other person's husband, huh? Yeah, it is. I would have got. I would have got eighty-three and a third. Now I'm left with seventy-five. But it's my ability, it's my chalik that I am giving, Very nice. I'm giving up on. So give up on your 30, what do you mean? So give up on your 33 and a third. Through the whole thing. Huh? Yeah. Take the money and then pay me. Tyson is about, Tyson says, I don't know if he's for sure, but Tyson just says he's not so sure as to how this chashbun, but we got the svar. What's happening is she's saying lady number two is saying lady number one. I'm removing myself as far as you're concerned, but I still want to split the second part of the 50. Mamela is 75, 75, and 50. Okay. Gvaldik, two dots. Oh, now I see the problem. Yeah. You, you see the problem that, that we're having. Problem with. Because the third lady. Cold. Well, she's losing she's, she's losing eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Gvaldik. It's Gishmat, no? Gishmat. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Says the Gemara Baiter. Hayusham Shalishmaya is case number three, Bakulu. Let's say there's 300 in the estate. Okay. So we said it goes 50, 75. um, I'm sorry. It goes 50, 100, and 150. Yeah, that's what we said in the Mishnah. Fine. Says the Gemara. Shomasayim mana. We said the 200 lady is going to get 100. Ask the Gemara why. Shivim vechamisha hu de isle. She should only get 75. Okay. Why? Because she has nothing to do with the third hundred. She should get 25 from the first because of her agreement. We just clarified that. With the first lady. Oh, yeah, she's okay. only, we're still going on we're that, still going on that okay. premise. Okay. She's going to get 25 
from the first hundred. Right. She's splitting the second hundred right. with with the three hundred lady. So she should now have seventy five. Right. The third hundred, she has no lien on. Why is she getting anything? Ask the Gemara. In the case where there's three hundred, why are we giving a full hundred to the two hundred lady? Let her only get seventy five. Okay, says the Gemara. Amar uh, Shmuel, Shmuel says, because Seves, now we're further qualifying the Mishnah, because Seves, Balas Sholesh Meis, Le Balas Masayim, the 300 lady, wrote to the, wrote to the uh, 200 lady, Ule Balas Mona, and to the 100 lady, so the 300 lady is writing to the two of them, Dinu Dvarim, Ainli Imachem Bemana. I'm removing myself, in this case, of the 300, I'm removing myself completely from the first 100. So who's splitting the first 100? The first two? No. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the second one also... No, no, there's a new case now. No, because there's new. This is a, oh, now there's a new case. case that's 300 in the estate. Okay, all right. All right. You're right. You're right. If we, if we go on that, now we're back to the third. Right. But there's a new case. Now there's no longer 200 in the estate. It's a new story. There's 300 in the estate. Right, so she gets okay? So they're each going to get 50. And then who's splitting the second... 300 and 200. Two and three. There you go. So that, that's how the 200 is going to walk away with 100. 50 right. from the first and 50 from the second. Okay? And the, and the third one would walk Third one's going to get her 150. Get her 150. She'll get the full right. 100 of the third. The third 100 goes right. to her and 50 from the second 100. Okay. Beautiful. No. He says, Reisha b'shtei tfises. V'seifa b'shtei tfises. And we'll explain in a moment. He says, you should know, the first case and the, um, last case. And the last case are dealing with where there's two tfises, there's two grabbings of, uh, two grabbings of the property. Okay? What does that mean? Reisha, the Reisha, now Reisha over here, it doesn't mean the very, very first case, we're going in the middle case. The Reisha, the middle case, is where there's two grabbings. What does that mean? What happens is, first, in the husband's estate, 75 zuz became available. Okay? So now what happened? The 75 zuz that become available. All three women want 75. What do you do? Divide it. So they each walk away with 25. Okay? And then, again, the middle case, how many total zuz are there? 200. So he says... The first 75, they all divide equally. Now there's a remaining 125, so that also we're going to divide, uh, we're going to divide um, equally. And then the last 50 are going to go only to the, uh, are going to go only to the, uh, the 200 and the 300. When They're going to divide those two. Yeah, go ahead. When it said Bechad Zimna, does that mean like there was a, a windfall of 75, yeah. and then a month later there was yeah. a win- yeah. yeah. Okay. So it wasn't in the estate, mamish then, for them to divide. Okay? okay? That Very good. changes everything. Right? Yeah, in a chanami. Right, exactly. It completely changes it. But that's what that's Yaakov's approach for the only way to make sense of this. Seifa v'shtei tfisais, and when there's 300, there's also there's two tfisais, there's two, we'll call it the windfalls, Right? <coughs> also, 75 came out once. They each got 25. Then another 225 later on. Okay? So here's what happened. 75 were divided. And then the next 100 that came in 
are divided between the 300 and the 200, and the last 50 is going to go to the 300. One Tani we learned in the Brisa, Zu Mishnah of Nosen, Rabbi Omer, this is, the, you know, our Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi Nosen, but Rabbi says, I don't agree with Rav Nassim at all. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with this Mishnah. Ella, rather, you split it equally. What does it mean? What the two of you wanted to say. And that is, ultimately, you cannot say... No, I'm sorry. We didn't completely agree. But we said... That the Misa, if somebody has a lien, if somebody were to it's have land, one, right. it's a cholent. It's, it's, it's all together. So don't tell me that the first lady only has a lien on the first hundred and she has no shaykhs to the second hundred or the third hundred. They, if you look at if if you look at each money, you know each uh, part of the money that's there, you could say that each woman has a hand in that part of the money. So you you break you it can't up divide it. So it's not a third, a third, a third. No, it's, it's, it's right. It's what I. It's right with the portions. The one gets one, one six. One gets one six. One gets two six. One gets three six. No, I'm not sure. Is it that, or is it? You're each. No, no, no. You're just going to get a hundred. No. Okay. There you go. So it's just split three. You each have rights. That's not fair. Well, yeah, because I tell you what. You again, the first. You owe me more money than you owe her. Fine. So let more money come in. It'll go to you. When more money comes in, you you, you have rights to it. But until then, how can you say that I'm, I don't have a chelik in it? So so this would apply in business. I guess if you have And the same thing holds true With three people who are You know deposit their money together They're all invested in one thing So until the smaller amounts are paid off They're going to keep dividing it equally And then once you get past that That's when everybody else Starts taking their, their extra amount but until then, there's nothing So this is what happens like When they're trying to pay back from investment Let me ask you here we go. Two lines from the bottom. Sadi Gimel Amar Aleph. Learn through Mishnah. If you have three people, we're now going to learn business. Learn a little bit of business together. And if people invest money, and afterwards they want to divide it, come join us. And afterwards they want to divide it, how it should be, uh, how it should be split up. If there's not enough money to completely pay back everybody's involvement. Oh, Meiridik. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, What happens if two people put money into a purse? What does it mean they put money into a purse? They made a deposit. One guy deposits into this investment, we'll call it $100. The other guy invests $200. Top of Amun Beis. What do you do when it comes time to divide the pot? Ready? Says the Gemara, It gets split equally. Is that fair? One guy puts in $100 and puts in $200. Comes time to split up. Is that fair? Yeah? Sezokt vehelige gemara. Says the gemara. Omar Rabba Rabba says, Mestavram also de Shmuel. It's logical to me that Shmuel's statement can only make sense. Bishar lecharisha vaimer lecharisha. When you have two partners that purchased an ox to plow and the ox was used for plowing. Okay, let's think about this for a moment. So one guy, you have, a, you have an ox that costs $300. One guy puts in 100 bones, other guy puts in 200 bones. The purpose of the ox is what? To eat? No, the purpose was plow. Okay. Now, can two-thirds of an ox plow? No. no. Can one-third of an ox plow? Nisht. Can't either. Therefore, says Rabbah to explain Shmuel's statement, in order to tell me that they could divide it equally, it's got to be you purchase the ox 
for what it can profit, not for the ox itself. So if you resell it or you rent it out? Oh, pause, pause, good, good. But let's say they initially invest in an ox to plow, and you should know this would be true as well if they, if they purchased it to slaughter. And now they decide to slaughter the ox. One guy's going to take one third, one guy will take two thirds. In other words, when we invest it, here's, the, here's the, the, what we call the lumbus. There's the depth behind it. When we're investing in the body of the ox itself, you're going to get the one third that you put in, and the other guy's going to get the two thirds that he put in. But when you're investing in the profits of the ox, so since each one cannot, right, the, 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 the paris, the, the produce, so since each one cannot, cannot uh, gain that profit without the other one, so each one can claim an equal share. That is, that's Shmuel's logic. Okay? Rav Hamnuna Amar, and Rav Hamnuna says, he says, no. Even if you have an axe that was purchased for plowing and ultimately is going to be used for shechting, you're going to divide that equally. Now, the Mepharshim immediately explained that he doesn't mean on the initial amount. He doesn't mean on the initial amount. What he means is, meaning, regard to the profit. The, very good. The amount that the axe went up in value, that itself they're going to split. So like this. They purchased an ox for $300. It's now time to slaughter it, and the ox is worth $400. So here's what you do, he says. That extra 100 bones, $50 each. The profit of the body of the ox can be $50 each, and then you'll divide after, pre that, however much money you put in, that's what you're going to get back. Maitre, that's a challenging question. Two people put money into an investment. Is that one of his assigned? One guy puts in $100. One guy puts in two hundred dollars. Haschar leemsa. They divide the schar. They divide the profit. My labishor the chavisha of the zvicha. Are we dealing with a case of an ox that was purchased for plowing and ultimately was shechted? And you still see that it's divided equally, which is a tiyufta de rabba, which is an upslug on rabba, who said that each one takes a portion um, commensurate to their investment. To which the gemara responds, labishor the chavisha of the chavisha. That price, uh, not necessarily. In other words. In classic Gemara fashion, nothing is true until you know that everything else is false. Right? Nothing is true. How do I know something's really Emmas? Because I searched, I went through it, and nothing else is Emmas. So this must be the truth. Everything else is Shekhar. Until you know that everything else is Shekhar, I don't know for sure this is Emmas. That's what Gemara's doing here. We're not proving a specific point. We're just saying we know for sure that you don't have a proof. And we don't have a proof otherwise. But until you could tell us for sure that the Brisa is dealing with the case where it was initially purchased for plowing and then slaughtered, you have no proof. Says the Gemara to respond, What would be the halacha? If the two of them, again, $100 and $200, they put it in to buy an ox that's meant to plow. And then ultimately they slaughter it. What would be the halacha? What would be? We're going to assume, You're going to take according to your, according to your percentage of the investment. But, we learned at the end of the Brisa, what happens if, um, if uh, afterwards they each took their portions and they mixed it up. They put it all together. Okay? So what happened is like this. Um, they, uh, one guy puts in $200 and he puts in... Uh, let, let me rephrase this. The same way... You could have different levels of productivity based upon how much money you put in to the purchase of an ox. What happens 
if one guy comes into the relationship with strong oxen and the other guy comes in with weaker oxen. So we could look, it says Gemara, let's move, let's take a step back from the from the financial and the monetary side of it, and let's look at the oxen itself. Okay, let's look at the oxen itself. So one guy's got strong oxen, one guy's got weak oxen, and they decide, you know, let's do this all together. Let's 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 combine. We now have six oxen. You got your three. I got my two. Yeah, we're gonna make yeah, right, right. Start uh, start an LLC now. We got a whole uh, we got a whole thing of oxen. We're good to go. What's the difference? So says the Gemara, lift like Let the Brisa itself teach us from within this, from within the first case. Why do you got to jump to a case of strong oxen and weak oxen? Stick with your case of 100 and 200. And I'll say, when do we say that you're going to have an equal split on the profit? That's when I originally purchased the ox to plow and I used it for plowing. So it's divided equally again because you can't do without me. I can't do without you. It doesn't make a difference how much we initially put in. We're completely dependent on each other. We'll do a split ski. But let's say I purchased, we, we together purchased an ox for plowing and then ultimately it was slaughtered. So now what are we coming to divide? The body of the ox itself, which you own two thirds and I only own one third in. So let's say, each one takes according to their investment. Which basically the Gemara is asking your question. The Gemara is saying, why do you got to tell me that each one takes proportionately when you have strong oxen and weaker oxen? Just d- stick with a case where you shechted the oxen and each one's taking the feeder proportion. Says Gemara, you're right, but this is how, this is how we should understand the price. When do we say that um, the 100 guy and the 200 guy are able to divide the the Profits equally. That's Bishar That's when the entire intent of the partnership was for plowing. When the entire intent of the partnership was for business and how much could be done in the field. Your two thirds need my third. My third needs you two thirds. Everybody's going to. That's when we say we do it. We do a split ski. 50 50. That's where we have that logic. But let's say we initially went into the partnership expecting to plow. I thought I'm going to get 50. And then whatever ended up happening it was a lazy ox. So what do you do with a lazy ox? Yeah, lazy ox, what do you do? You shecht it. <laughs> right, let it sleep forever. You want to be lazy? You'll be lazy. Right? Let's make it as if one had weaker oxen and one had stronger oxen and they went together. And what's Allah in such a case? So Gemara is basically responding that the logic behind Tficha being divided proportionally is the same logic that we're going to have on a stronger oxen and and uh, weaker and weaker oxen. There's there's this uh, joke they have about uh, there's this couple's 60th wedding anniversary and they and they um, they asked the. They asked the wife, what's the secret to her long marriage? So she says, you know, on our way back from Sheva Brachas, we were being driven by a horse and buggy. And the horse, the horse fell down. It didn't stand up. So I looked at the horse and I said, that's strike one. And then uh, I was like, get up. Doesn't it? Strike two. Strike three. I shot the horse in the head. Listen, the horse is not going to work for us. It's done. Yeah? Fine. So we had to walk home. So we started walking home. My husband started complaining. I said, that's strike one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. 
That, that's her. Uh, that's her secret to sixty years. Huh? All right, here we go. Tanana, we learned in the Mishnah. You have three people now who go into investment together. Now this investment either went down or it went up. All right, like any investment. This is how they share it. What do you mean? This is how they share it. The same way, the same logic we said by the one third and two thirds. You do just however many partners there are. We keep using this train of logic. My love, pichsu, pichsu, mamish. What does it mean they went down in value? It means literally it went down. There was a loss. Haisiru, haisiru, mamish. And going up means there was actually a profit. And still we see that you're going to divide it according to your investment. It's not going to be divided always equally. Going up means it went up in new money. Pichsu, astira, de tunisa. And going down, taking a loss means... Not that the investment itself went down and lost, but there was inflation. So my $100 is not worth the same $100 that, uh, that, that it was before. And you know what it's good for now? Literally what this means is, astira de tenusa means the bottom of my heel. It's, it's, uh, it's an expression of, of um, like, uh, the money usually is able to be deposited in the bank. And now all it is is wrapping paper to like uh, for a person to step up. It uh, that's what it means. There was a loss; it lost its value. But it's not that the uh, it's not that the investment itself went down. The currency the, the currency changed. Okay, what does that mean? The money you put in is that still a partnership? That's still a partnership. But a loss is um, is any any loss in inflation. That's what you share equally. That's what we're saying. That's going to be that's that's uh, the that's a few steps beyond like the, the currency depreciated. That's already uh, okay, yeah. okay. But that you know that, that's interesting. So you have a hundred out to hundred. So you're going to share the deflation equally, but everything else is going to be um, is going to be commensurate to the proportion that you put in. Okay, says the next Mishnah. Two Mishnahs ago, we learned about a guy who was married to two wives. Then we learned about a guy who's married to three wives. Now we're going to learn about a guy who's married to four wives. Obviously before the cherim, right? Uh, before the cherim of Rabbeinu Gershom. So now, what's going to happen with four wives? Four so here's a four ksubas. You have four ksubas that need a... Ah, Where are they? Right? So you're going to have... You have the, the, this husband has four ksubas that need to be paid off. And each one wants to take first dibs on the ksuba. Maybe there's not enough money. To, in the estate to pay all them. So what do we do? Says the Mishnah. Misha and Nasser Arba Nashim. A guy's married to four wives, Umes, and he kicks the bucket. So the first wife, now we're going to give a case where he married them in order. So whichever they wife. Love, they all didn't, he didn't, that's the difference. He didn't marry yeah, all the Very good. The same very good. Whichever wife he marries first, she's got the first lien on his property. It's like anything. It's like any, any property right. that you buy. Right. Whoever has the earliest dated lien on the property is going to be it's the first one who's got first exactly. dibs to collect. Right. So the first wife goes first. Ushnia, Lishlishis. Second wife comes before the third wife to collect the Ksuba. Shlishis, the third wife, the Ravias. Very Shaina. Nishpaas, Lishnia. Now, the first one could collect before the second one, but here's the deal. Remember, we learned earlier in the week that there were times, it, was, it wasn't uncommon for wives to ask for a cash advance on their ksuba. Right? Cash advance on a ksuba. So what would happen? A husband writes to a wife, I'm, your ksuba is $30,000. Ten years into the marriage, one's a ksuba be paid up when he dies or they get divorced. So ten years into the marriage, the wife says, listen, you know, there's $30,000 probably coming to me. And 
I would like to go into a little bit of a business uh, venture on my own. Can you forward me 10 grand of the ksuba? Right? Or forward me the entire ksuba. And when you die, you don't pay anything. Advance the ksuba. Since that's a possibility, so when the first wife takes before the second wife, the bishop says she has to swear to the second wife that my husband never gave me anything. And therefore, I have a right to collect my entire ksuba. Wait, wait, wait. That's right. That's right. All right, so basically, she's taking an oath that she has, her ksuba hasn't been given at all. Ushnia, and the second one, when she takes before the third wife, also, Lishlisha, she has to swear to the third one that she wasn't paid off. The fourth wife has nobody to swear to. So therefore, she collects her ksuba, and she doesn't need to swear to anybody. Just because she's the fourth wife, she should gain? Now this needs... This is, uh, yeah, because no smara. Wait, wait, how does she gain? Because well, because like, she doesn't have to take an oath. No, but after she takes, after she takes oh, everything. Gonna, good, so okay, good. The Gemara is going to ask your question. Good. Afi like tifar says bananas. No, if the first three are swearing, she has to swear. The obvious question is who she's swearing to and why she's swearing. I mean, who's it? All right, here we go. Says the Gemara in If let's say we have the case of the previous mission, we don't know who's first. All four ksubas have the same date. Let them fight it out. No. You look at the time. Look at the time. Look at the clock. Even if it's an hour earlier. She has first dibs. And he says you should know. In the Ksubas and Yerushalayim, they would write the time for this reason. When a husband and wife got married, they write, Behold, I'm obligating myself this to you at 8 a.m. on the 13th day of Nisan. And therefore, if you would marry somebody an hour later, it's going to be 9 a.m. They always made sure to write the time to, to stay away from this sort of uh, issue. Let's say he married all them at the same exact time. How is that possible? I'll tell you. He set up agents. You're allowed to set a shliach, a messenger to marry. And each shliach hands it over to that wife. Boom. Azoi. At that exact same moment And there's not enough money to pay off all them What do we do? They all, they all uh, split it equally Very good Okay, says the Gemara What's the source of the Machlaikas? Now we're trying to understand Bananas Bananas says no, the fourth one also has to swear Yeah, what's going on? Amr Shmuel Shmuel says Top of tomorrow's daf We're dealing with a situation Where Um it turns out that one of the fields turned out to not be the husband. See, here's what happened. You have one of the earlier wives, let's say the first wife collects a field, she collects her suba. Now the second wife collects. The third wife collects. The fourth wife collects. Why are you swearing? Says bananas like this. Because there's a possibility the first wife took a field that she's not going to fully end up with. Maybe the hu- she thought it was her husband's field, but it turns out that it wasn't. And maybe the real owner might show up at a later date. Okay? And therefore, um, if the fourth one could just take, there's not going to be anything left for an earlier wife to go back to. It says Bananas, the fourth wife makes a shvua that she wasn't paid while the husband was alive. Why? To not cause any sort of loss to one of the other wives. Go ahead, Fred, Fred, Fred. Right. So, so wait. So, how does the, the one field comes up? So, so then she's got a tie against the other wives, I guess. After that, after her field is isn't her field. Her field, the earlier wife's her, field is not her field. Not yeah, field. she's going to so lose. She's, wait, is she going to lose, or is she going to be able to collect from the other wives? Right. So, how does the shavua 
Help, the last wife said. Very good. I, I didn't ever get a present from my good. husband. I never took a loan from my husband. Very good. Look, so, Ramanacham's asking, like, Ramanacham says like this. Even if the fourth one swears that she never got a cash advance on her ksuba, shouldn't she still have to get it back? She still have to give it back. Because the other lady had a lien before her. Says the Gemara, let's keep going. One more step for today. And the machlaikas here is about whether when you have multiple creditors on an estate, what the halakha is, whoever has the first lien goes first. But what happens if the second guy jumps the gun and he does collect it before the first guy against halakha? Now that he has an ownership on it, do we allow him to hold on to it even though he did something wrong? Or do we say, dude, give it back? So it's a machlaikas. We always thought you got to give it back. Not necessarily. Here we go. Tanakama says you got to give it back, like we thought. But banana savar no mashagava gava. Since she, whatever she collects, she's allowed to hold on to, and we'll hold it here for today. Beautiful uh, explanation of machlokes in Tanakama bananas pesem. Tomorrow we will pick up on Matzi Shabbos, and we'll call it dafyami. Uh, Let's call for eight fifteen on Matzi Shabbos in Mitzvah. All right? For wonderful, wonderful Shabbos cover.